Well, welcome everybody to the 13th uh, Young Life podcast episode. So glad to have you with us. My name is Scott. I'm the Young Life pastor here at Mapleview. And today we are joined by our awesome cast. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Elliot. I host the Open Concepts podcast that comes out every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Boom. Podcast master. My name is Shane <laughs> Jake Stanley, or you can call me Jake or Jacob. That's what my mom calls me. And I'm on the air on the street team, and I am desk lady from time to time. <laughs> uh, my name is Jordan, and I am a TYL leader. So, That's yeah, yeah. She's oh. a boat. You need boat insurance. You call Jordan TC and she mm-hmm. will get you floating. It'll be great. And uh, again, celebrating Elliot, no longer introducing himself as a university student. Mm. The man, the legend, every man in his early 20s host a podcast. And here we are. <laughs> uh, so good to have so good to have you with us and always honored that you would spend your Monday nights with us online. And just a few more weeks before hopefully the stay at home order is lifted and we're all back. So fingers crossed. We're hoping, uh, I think that'll be the case. I actually just, maybe I shouldn't say this online, but it doesn't matter. I just booked my vaccine appointment. So I got my first one and my second one lined up. And so hopefully we can all be back together and not having to be online forever, which is exciting. (laughs) Uh, but you know, the last few weeks we've been talking about, it's been a good train. We had Laura talking about loving our neighbors. Then Carla was talking about sharing our faith and a good conversation coming out of uh, our interview with Carlo is being people that we actually understand uh, and we're confident in our faith. Uh, loved that. Like he just brought that passion. That's just who Carlo is that we can be people who can uh, not just explain intellectually, but engage in and feed ourselves. And we want to talk about that tonight. And so we're talking about how to engage with scripture. You know, we don't have to necessarily rely on someone else's uh, the word that we use later in our interview is revelation, which is really just when you, are engaging with scripture and reading for yourself that the spirit of God speaks to you. And, and you ever had that moment, you ever had that moment you're reading scripture. It's like something just connects, mm. just hits, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it can be a little challenging to ex- explain that feeling and like that moment. If you haven't, it's different than just reading a textbook and going, that was a great point, but yeah, yeah. the word of God is alive and it's living and it speaks. And the word of God is the primary avenue by which God's choose to speak to us. You know, we've talked about that last fall a little bit. We talked about scripture reading, but um, there are many moments in my life that I'll be frustrated that I haven't heard from God. And yet he's wrote 66 books over thousands of years. And although the word of God was not written to me, it is for me. And so I think as believers, as we develop a practice of not just reading the Bible, but engaging with scripture uh, you know, there's a confidence that comes in our faith. Do you guys have a, do you guys have a regular, it's okay if you don't yet. Yeah, do you guys have a regular routine, uh, and engaging with scripture? What does it look like? What has it looked like if you did? And, uh, what's your go-to translation? If when you've been in the prime of your life, just killing it. Go for yeah. It. Anyway. So for me, um, back in the fall or winter, um, I did what's called the 30 day shred which is basically reading the entire Bible in 30 days. Oh my and gosh. It was, so the point is not to like really get anything out of it. It's to just read it quickly. So, <laughs> I knew you were no, going to say that too. It, it, no, but it's, it's to read it really quickly so that you can see the overall arcing story. Not so that, yeah. so anyway, so that's the point of the 30 day shred. The issue with the 30 day th- shred, and it's funny because somebody warned me about this, is that you just take in so much in 30 days that afterwards you're like, whew. Oh. And uh, to be honest, I haven't been reading the Bible as much as I should or used to since doing that because it was just so much in such a short span of time. So I've kind of fallen off the train. So I'm just going to be real. I'll be the first one to admit that like right now I'm not really reading my Bible, um, but trying to get back into it. So that's crazy. 30 day shred. I've never done that. (laughs) And um, I my favorite version is the ESV, the English standard version. ESV is great. Yeah, the thirty day shred. I don't think, I don't know, man. I don't know if I have wow. how how many hours a day is that? So it would take me about two to three hours a day, um, and so I would read a lot of it, but also I would listen to a lot of it as well. 
and um Stuart always makes fun of me because he once in a while would hear me listening to it and I'd be listening to it on like 2x speed so it's like (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening and I'm getting it and there were you know what honestly there was a lot of stuff that did jump out at me that I was like oh I never noticed this before Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said the point is more just to see how there's one story within these 66 books like a lot of people like to look at like the old testament versus the new testament we don't care about the old testament it doesn't matter but it's actually all one story and then it continues mm, totally. on to our lives so that's just kind of the point of it i think nathan finocchio started it did oh. you guys ever uh watch dexter's laboratory as kids you ever yeah. watch that cartoon yes. yeah, yeah. And he, he has this cd because he wants to learn how to speak french and he puts it on this helmet and he goes <laughs> to sleep listening to the cd and he wakes up speaking french that's essentially what jordan tc was doing or jordan <laughs> morton morin was doing with the bible uh, what about elliot or jake do you guys have a routine yeah, uh, yeah for scripture reading so um what i've been doing for i think about a month now and there's some days like where so basically my thing is where i try and read a psalm in the morning and then a psalm at night and then fit in a, like a proverb in there because there's one for each day of the month so i just finished the proverbs but um and sometimes like if i'm like really tired at night sometimes i like force myself i was like jake if you can sit on like instagram or tiktok before you go to bed you can read your proverbs so I, totally. so I do that. Um, so, so yeah, I've been doing that. And so for the past month I've been, it's been every day. Um, sometimes like it does get like sort of monotonous. Like it's like, you know, reading, but there has been a lot of things. Like when I first started reading it, I, like I just, just been going through things and stuff like that. And one of the first Psalms I read was talking about, uh, I forget exactly. I'll probably butcher, butcher this, but I'll paraphrase it is, you know, uh, a righteous man, uh, is like a tree and that's the riverside, you know? And so that was like, just for me, it was like, hey, Jake, if you want to get like, get filled up and you want to be, become stronger and stuff and you're walking all that, you're gonna have to be planted right with God. Like you're gonna have to be like in your word. And so that really like, right off the bat, like first couple Psalms or whatever, it was jumped out to me. And so uh, what I like for my translation is my dad's old Bible. I think it's New English version or something like that or it was maybe what jordan what you were reading um yes v yeah so it's really good and like the my dad's bible uh, he his parents gave it to him and then he gave it to me and so it's really cool like also like just going through that and like reading his like underlines and what his little notes and stuff like that too yeah that's super cool i have a copy of my grandma's bible it's like her handwriting it's so cool Mm mm-hmm Sometimes not always theologically correct in retrospect, but very yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. What about, you, Elliot? Um, what about you, Elliot? I'm going to keep it real. I'm not really on a schedule right now in terms of like, not even a schedule, but I haven't built a good routine in terms of how to properly read my word. But before exams, I was going through a proverb a day, which was kind of like finding a way to get into a daily routine of reading my Bible. Um, yeah. But hopefully now that, again, school is done, I'm able to jump back in and I've been meaning to start um, some sort of devotional. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but something like that to kind of guide me along the way. Cause I think like for me, I'm like, as much as like, I'm very familiar with the Bible, it's very like intimidating sometimes to be like, where do I start? Like what's a good place to go. So that's kind of where I'm right. So that's where I'm hopefully a devotional will kind of help me. Um, ESV is the one I'm currently in the version I'm reading, but um uh, I also am uh, kind of a fan of also a uh, New King James version as well. So, you know, one of the two. Ooh. New King James version. Yeah, I, yeah, I look, you like it. Oh, thou hath bewitched me. Yeah. Also, if you hear a bark, it's Jordan's dog. It's not anybody saying amen weirdly. Uh, <laughs> We're not I've, slain I've, in the spirit. In yeah. That way. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I do my absolute best to try to do daily. I try to do daily as much as possible. We get into that with Ryan about uh, he's got this just amazing parallel talking about anyway, it's me. I'll wait. I'll wait till later. I try and do, I try and do daily though. Uh, but there are definitely seasons where it's easier than others. And I think mm-hmm. you gotta, we have to acknowledge moments like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, there have been seasons in my life have been amazing seasons in my life that have not been amazing. It's been a struggle. I think there are moments where we can spiritually feel dried out. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever had that experience in life where it's like, you got it. You got to, it very much becomes a practice uh, and uh, in, in certain seasons of life. And so if you've been experiencing Bible reading and you've felt like sometimes it is like 
you got to pull yourself through it. Welcome to the club because there are moments where it becomes more of a practice than a joy, but it is a joy. Uh, if I had a pick, I love reading the message, which is maybe heretical to say, uh, but if I'm going to go for more st- straightforward, I love NLT is pretty much the message, but a natural translation. Uh, and then this is my NIV study Bible for a while. I used to collect Bibles, which it was before I was a pastor. I was collecting Bibles. So I was a big nerd. Uh, I love NIV is great. NIV and uh, ESV are like the uh, truest. I don't know. That's what people say. Uh, and if you're someone who is wanting to get into uh, taking scripture more seriously and, and really studying, I have an NLT study Bible, which comes with like, it's monstrous, bro. Like when they talk about Christians throwing the book at someone, this is the literal book that they throw at the old. Like it's monstrous, but it comes with like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And it comes with stuff to help explain. And if you're like absolutely hardcore, this is a concordance that tells you what the words are in Greek, uh, but you don't need that. Jordan TC does because the three day shred. I think I have just, one. <laughs> she was just sinking into it. Uh, but, you know, uh, developing a practice of, you know, there's a reason why I keep referring to it as engaging with scripture, because I think we can get into the routine of checking the box of, okay, I did it. It's done. And scripture is so much more than that. It's actually something to be engaged with. Like it's something that we can sink our teeth into. We can know it. We can understand it. And yet it can be very, uh, feel inaccessible. Just like Elliot's talking about, like that is a real thing. Like the gospels, they're more accessible. But when you get into the old Testament and you're talking about the conquest and the things that have happened, uh, it, it can be hard to see where all those pieces fit together. And yet, it's, it's almost like mining. That's the best way I can look at it. It's like our discipleship is like mining out the good things that we can find in these stories. Because although the Bible was not written to you, it was written for you. It's amazing. Uh, so what have been some of the biggest challenges? Like just practically, like what are the biggest challenges that we've, you've run into when trying to develop a routine and a practice and a habit of engaging with scripture every day? Honestly, it's kind of like Jake very lightly um, mentioned this, but I don't know if he realized he did. But um, I feel like for me, sometimes I'm just so tired. I just do a lot during my day and I just don't prioritize it, to be completely Mm -hmm. frank. And it's so funny because when I did the 30 day shred, so some backstory with that, I wasn't working like I I didn't have a job. I wasn't working that at the time and I was on my phone for like 16 hours a day. Like it was nuts. Mm. My like daily time, like limits were crazy. So I just felt really convicted that I can be doing something more like better with my time. And now it's the same thing. I'm like exhausted. I'm tired. I get home from work. I don't want to do anything. Like I don't want to engage with anything. I'm just like, yeah, you know what I mean? But then I look at my time on my phone and it's like, oh, I was on my phone for six hours today. Like (laughs) clearly there's some time to be doing something. It's just making that a priority. So Mm. I think sometimes I really struggle with that because especially at work, especially in the summer, because I do boat insurance, I'm so drained from life. I don't feel like engaging with anything. I don't feel like engaging Mm. with Caleb and I don't feel like engaging with the Bible. So (laughs) which is is wrong. And I know that it is, but it's just me being real so that hopefully if somebody else is feeling a little bit convicted, they know that they're not alone because, you know, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to engage with something that was written thousands of years ago. And sometimes you don't even understand half the words that it's talking about or the context or whatever. So um, that would be what I would say is my biggest struggle is just finding the time for it and making it a priority in my own life. Yeah. Yeah. No, for me, like, it's uh same thing priority uh, for the reason why I started it and I for me I hate it and like you said hopefully somebody else can relate to this too it took me being like in like a not great place just like emotionally mentally and stuff like that and where I'm like what I'm doing yeah I'm praying yeah I'm listening to worship music but I'm not like not really feeding my soul so i can watch michael todd and Stephen furtick or whoever like all the time but i need to be going to the source being that tree planted by the riverside and uh so sadly that's what got you know what took it took for me there's a lot of you know times where god's had to kick me in the butt but we learn from these things um so i think yeah that's i guess that's kind of the answer like the struggle for me is like 
having to not make like I couldn't make it a priority. So then God's like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll make it so you're gonna want to turn or allow it anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it's so it's been so good. Like I've as much as I'm still like going through things, like it's really helped. Just the good reminders, and even like the past couple of days, like I've been reading the verse, and it's just like reading the Psalms, like talking, you know, David talking, and he's gone through, you know. He went through things that, you know, I'm going through like similar things. Right. So it's just like, yeah. Totally. So what about you, Elliot? Yeah. Um, again, both questions, uh, both the way you guys respond, that is very similar to what I'm thinking as well as the, or kind of what Jake talked about a little bit is the idea that I think, um, and I'm assuming I'm probably not alone in this. I think we turn sometimes to the Bible when like we're feeling some type of way, like when we're in like an actual situation and we like go to scripture to be like, okay, what's the Bible saying about this and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think for me it's been, and this is just like how I work practically is that I think that there's, if I can get into a proper routine and I can sustain that for two weeks consistently, I find that it's more natural and it's easier to do. That's just with anything like with exercising in that. So, um, but yeah, the idea that like I got time, I got time to do this. And I just, as you say, I just choose not to because there are other things that are more entertaining or more like, or more stimulating, like going on my phone, watching a TV show. Right. So I think it's just a big mindset switch that you have to have. Like you're either intentional about it or you're not. There's mm -hmm. no two ways about it. Yeah. And yeah. we get in, we get into this with Ryan, but like I, I the best seasons of life for me is when I've had accountability. And maybe accountability is, accountability is what I mean, but m more community around it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're doing it with people. Like that's why people have gym buddies. That's why people join mm -hmm. eating, like dieting, cooking classes. Like there's, there's, there's something to us that our faith is not insulated. Even how we worship and how we learn and how we grow is not insulated. And yet this can be the one thing that can feel very insulated. Right. Like we have prayer meetings, but we don't have let's get together and read the Bible meetings necessarily. Right. Yeah. So uh, this is one aspect of faith that, you know, you see in the Old Testament, there was public readings of scripture. And so what I found is really the best for me is when I've gotten to the routine of uh, accountability and a community of people who are encouraging me along, pushing me along. And when I lack that, you know, I'll find that my practice lacks that. Same and everything. Like, going to the gym you think i'm gonna to go to the gym by myself not a chance like when michaela was going with me that was totally different and when brooke and jace were meeting us there i was like well if i don't show up then <laughs> they're gonna know like i think there's something to it when we develop practices to have people that support us and you know we get into that with uh ryan talking about how we actually uh can be surrounded and how we engage with scripture and one thing we do get into which i love that you said jake is that uh, the, the Bible is multifaceted. Like it's mm. not just encouragement. And yeah. when I began to see the Bible for uh, the full breadth of emotion and experience that's in it, uh, it becomes so much more alive. I think when we only think of the Bible as the victorious rally cry, uh, it, it can be hard to see ourselves in it in moments when we don't feel like that. Mm -hmm. And when we're not experiencing that. And in this current season, there's a lot of people who are, are, are believing and they have a hope, but they're not always feeling victorious. And it can feel like this is not for you when you're not feeling victorious. And that's just not the case. And I, that's why I love you bringing up David. Like David, yeah. we, David is like the prime example of that. Uh, but we're getting to it today. It's going to be amazing. So excited to have Pastor Ryan Herman. He is uh, one of the greatest leaders, pastors of uh, in Canada. He speaks all across the country, invited to share and communicate with people. He's just extremely wise and he's going to downplay himself for sure. Uh, but he's just amazing. When we do get back in person, we were supposed to have him join us at Young Life Conference and we will definitely still do that uh, when we can. But without further ado, why don't you check it out right now, our interview with Pastor Ryan Harmon. Well, uh, welcome Pastor Ryan Harmon to the Young Life Podcast. So glad to have him with us. Uh, Ryan is uh, bishop, teacher, evangelism, pastor, the people. Apostle. Apostle. <laughs> he does them all. He's, he's awesome. Uh, he's pastor. He's young adults pastor at Lake Mount Worship Center in Grimsby, Ontario. Uh, great spot. Amazing pastors. Pastor Matt Tapley. Uh, you've probably heard him speak at Overflow. He's like the flagship head and Ryan's like his secondhand man. And maybe <laughs> there's another secondhand man. He's going to be upset that I said that, but it's fine. Uh, we're so glad to have him with us. 
And, you know, we've been talking through uh, for the last few weeks, we had Laura on to talk about loving our neighbors and loving our community. Pastor Carlo shared last week about when we come to share our faith. And one thing that I wanted to explore this week coming out of that conversation with Carlo was how do we understand our faith in a way that we feel confident? And a lot of that is how we understand scripture and how we engage with scripture. And so when I was thinking about who we're going to talk to, Ryan was the guy. He is he is rallying pastors across the country into Facebook group chats to read the Bible together. He's doing it again in Proverbs right now. You can join him in June and July to read through the Gospels. He is uh, uh, just a lifelong learner. He's always got something interesting to say every time I see him. And I just pretty much can just fill him in on what I've watched on Superstore. That's all I have to offer. Usually when we have conversations, but uh, we want to talk today about how to develop a practice of engaging with scripture in our life and not just reading it. And, and the reason why I say engage with scripture is uh, we're not just reading it to get it over with, but actually engaging with scripture in a meaningful way and having moments with scripture where the spirit of God is working in our hearts and in our lives that he's speaking to us. And not that we just read it, but we can understand it and we could know it and write it on our hearts as the old Sunday school verse goes. But it's, it's true to really have something that we uh, are burdened with the word of God. That's a, a good Pastor Ryan Harmon word, burden with the word of God. <laughs> and so Pastor Ryan, I, I'm sure on your feet is the same thing. Like we live in the world of, and it's not a bad thing, but Instagram evangelists and social media influencers and these leaders of our faith that are these figureheads that kind of can throw out these one-liners and they're great. Like I love them. They're amazing. And I'm not trying to water it down. They're amazing communicators, but uh, what I kind of see as a, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, a uh, trend. trend. That's what I'm looking hey. for. A trend in, in young believers is, uh, that we can rely on our spiritual growth on these like clip moments from influential speakers, influential leaders. And, and although those things are supplemental, I think they can replace actually developing a practice in our life of engaging with scripture. Have right. you ever see, I, do you see that in your, in your uh, community of young adults? Like, is that yeah, for sure. know, you're, you're leading the charge in Bible reading? So maybe get a bunch <laughs> no, of, def- I definitely see it. And I understand it. It's a lot less work. Right. Like you, you can really be inspired uh, by what they choose to share. And it didn't really take you hours of reading and studying and trying to understand the word of God. And yet, well, if we want people who understand our faith on a deeper level, uh, there's nothing that replaces primary revelation with the word of God. And, right. and, and why is that? Why, like, why, why would someone need to be leaning into and, and pursuing a, like a, their own revelation with the word of God rather than kind of relying on what you have to say or what I have to say? when it comes to engaging with scripture? Well, first, let me say, um, because I appreciate all those accolades you listed. So good to be here, Scotty. I love you lots. And you know, I respect you. Got a great mutual relationship going. I think you're an awesome pastor. And that question right there, uh, you know, I'm I'm like right there with you. It's it's happened since the beginning of time where you're you're hitting the nail on the head where it's always been easier just to be spoon-fed. You know, it's one of those words you hear in Bible college. Spoon-fed someone else's revelation or idea or doctrine, uh, whatever word you want to use. It's easier because you don't have to go out and get it yourself, obviously. And uh, it's also easier because you can kind of just like go through the buffet of pastors and uh, they can choose what you want, when you want it. And you can mute the ones you don't like. And then you can also shame and uh, verbally, <laughs> vocally voice your disapproval with the ones you don't like. Um, the, the verse I go to right away, and I know some other people are probably there already, but in Exodus 16, 17, 18, wherever, when um, God was like, I'm going to supply food for you, but you need to go out six days, gather on the sixth day uh, twice as much that you got it for the day of rest on Sabbath. And then every day, just trust that I'm going to provide. And when they didn't listen to God, they kept that manna and it molded overnight. And it just it mm-hmm. wasn't good. They thought it would sustain them like everything else they'd ever ate for the um, 30, 40, 50 years they had lived. But when God said, this is what I'm giving you, uh, make sure you go out every single day and get it. Uh, it molded on them. And I think it's really important to live off primary revelation because whether we know it or not, um, I think borrowed revelation did you use the word revelation or did i start using it yeah i just 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 someone else's revelation yeah Yeah, let's talk about it it could kind of be understanding and the revealing 
and the spirit's inspiration yeah. of of scripture in our life it's if such someone an doesn't understand word. what we're talking about yeah. okay it's really all it is yeah so i think i think whether we know it or not borrowed revelation from parents giving it to you at a young age to uh instagram and tiktok preachers uh it's molding on us and it's it's a word that was for a time but it's not for this time necessarily the other side of that is obviously that the word of god is <laughs> is, is alive and active and the flower fades exactly but the word of god stands forever and it does but um there's a difference between you know having just the word of god in your hands knowing what god has said but also knowing what god is saying in the moment and uh it, it's mm. so dangerous just to get in this swamp of really great clips that give you the dopamine hit when you reshare it like oh i did my part and that was exciting i'm gonna get a like from that um, it's just super dangerous to be in that place because yes, you know what God has said, but you don't necessarily know what God is saying. And I don't, I don't want to live playing catch up. I want to live knowing uh, that God is speaking to me in this moment and directing my steps now. Therefore I need to go out and get that, that bread, get that manna every day. And we obviously can draw that the connection swing from that vine to the new Testament where Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah. And, uh, we want to make sure that we're getting that bread every day. Is that, is yeah, that right? Did I use that right, Scott? Get that yeah, bread? you got it. Perfect. It's okay, flawless. Yeah. Flawless. Sure. And, you know, there's seasons of life where you you need that encouragement verse. That's an easy, quick, fun. Like you need encouragement. But there's also seasons of I've found in my own faith life. I'll speak from my own experience of lament and right. where scripture of lament and of reflected reflectfulness um, is exactly what God was speaking. And what I actually didn't need in that moment was the push through rally, rah, rah, rah. I needed right. to learn to lament. And so like you said, yeah, what, with manna, what if God isn't always saying happy thoughts? Like what if, what if not everything is Jeremiah 29, 11, which is always <laughs> used out of context every single time. But like, what if everything isn't Psalm 23 and sometimes it's like Psalm 73. It's like we're lamenting <laughs> evildoers and we're, we're stuck in ruts of jealousy. What if God's trying to speak to you in that season, but you're stuck with like your Pinterest copy mug verses? Well, and I think that's where we begin to develop a faith that's uh, more than two dimensional. Uh, like, because it, it is faith and, and you do want to proclaim victory over seasons where you feel like you're at a loss and you are lamenting. But to understand that there are seasons, even in David's life, where that's why I love Psalms. Like Psalms is like the dirty diary of the Bible. It's like the things you'd never <laughs> want your friends to know that you're saying to God. And we get to read all of David's dirty laundry sheet of just like all the stuff, but, but that was meaningful and it was maturing and it was curing in him for the season of leadership he would come into. And so right. in the same way, we understand our faith better when we have a more, uh, a broad experience with our faith than just the rally cry. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and the one dimensional, uh, these are my go-to verses that get me pumped up, but hearing, like you're saying, what's fresh, what's God speaking is so that's in partnership with our prayer, but also engaging with scripture. Like the Bible is the primary uh, vehicle by which God has chosen to speak right. to his people today. It's, uh -huh. it's not just our bestseller. It is like, <laughs> it is the infallible word of God for a reason. And it's our, it's our recentering. It's our recalibrating when right. we don't have a true North. It is our true North. And so scripture can't just be like a habit. It really needs to be like the cornerstone of our Christian walk. And especially when it comes to understanding our faith in a huge way. Yeah. Get that right. bread. Yeah. Get that bread. I think you, you just said something a second ago. I forget exactly what it was, but it put me on this thought pattern. Um, oh, it, maybe it was just about staying away from all the touchy-feely verses all the time. I think in this season, um, it's so important that we we look at the whole council of Scripture. We That's why it's so great to get in a Bible reading plan, so thanks for that shout-out. Not that I'm the only one that does it, but that that's literally the, the way I stay on the rails. Uh, if I'm not in a Bible reading plan where I see someone else has already commented, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to touch that thing. I just... <laughs> I read other things and I'm too busy. Yeah. That said, the whole council of scripture is good. You can't just take one verse out of context most of the time. In COVID, man, there's great books that we can be turning to, like Nehemiah 
in Ezra, the post-exilic books, chapters and books you never hear preached, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, these, these prophets who preached a message of hope to a people who are literally like everything in their life was deconstructed. Yeah. Whether they wanted to or not, they didn't have the luxury to sit around and say, like, I'm just taking apart my faith and, you know, I want to I want to see, you know, what what lasts and what's good. What has what stuck to me that I just shouldn't have let like we have all these ways of talking about how we take apart our faith. And that's not my point. My, my point is, like, they lived in a time way darker than ours where everything was getting taken apart and everything was getting shaken. Um, a pandemic of sorts. But they had this message of hope and they had these messianic jesus-centered prophecies and if we're stuck in psalm 23 and john 3 we're going to miss the hope of scripture where we can see people that were in places just like us that god cared enough to to whisper some secrets from heaven through these prophets that, that i'm finding huge amounts of encouragement in um, totally but but don't tell me when the last time I, or don't ask me when the last time I went to Haggai for personal devos <laughs> were, you know, you got to go hunt that stuff out, but you can only go find it if you, if you know where to look for it. And that's why it's so important to study scripture. And this, this is a side tangent. I'm not going to stick here for too long, but my, uh, you know, I think I can draw comparisons to um, the church's handling of people struggling and dealing with mental health issues and our, uh, our avoidance of people who, were struggling in their own mental health throughout scripture, like you're talking about, like they were painful, genuinely painful days. And if we can't, we got to be able to see ourselves in scripture, not just as the victor, but sometimes as the defeated. So we can see how the hope bleeds in, you know, like, like it is, they have this hope and yet we can identify with their pain and still identify with their hope. And I think when we don't go there, like when we don't acknowledge that there were people who, we're not okay sometimes. Like, like the Apostle Paul, dude. Totally. Philippians, I think it's Philippians two or three. Pastor Matt was just teaching on the weekend. The Apostle Paul says straight up in the Greek, I was depressed. <laughs> but we're just like, Apostle Paul, he's he's the OG man. He's probably just really sad. He's like, no, like in the Greek, <laughs> yeah. it's so strong. Like I was yeah, depressed. changed the term. Yeah. 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 We're like, no, nah, it's fine. And to, to, to that point, like it's so important that we don't just always read ourselves as the hero of scripture. Like yeah. read yourself into the bad guys because you are a bad person. A lot of the time, you know, <laughs> you can get a way bigger understanding of, of the scripture when you're not always Jesus talking to the woman at the well, like yeah. when you're the woman at the well, you know, <laughs> or sometimes I, I don't know how uh, controversial this is, but like, you're not always David in the David and Goliath store, <laughs> figure that one out. <laughs> but, but we really got to change and have a paradigm shift in how we approach the scripture in hard seasons, especially, but in every season of life, it's not enough just to go back to the, the same scriptures and the same stories and, and trick yourself into being encouraged when, when it's just not the word you need in that season. So what, what would you say to this, the person listening right now, you know, they're saying, I, I hear you, I get it. Like you've won me, but my challenge in engaging with scripture is it, it feels inaccessible. You know, right. I've, I've tried and I, and I feel like I've given it a try, but it's just inaccessible. Like what are, what are things that people can begin to begin to do to feel confident in engaging with faith and kind of discover the accessibility that is there? Right. Well, the first thing you don't want to do is get a passion translation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just bugging you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, no, um, the Bible can feel inaccessible for sure. And it's really one of the perils of being an English speaking person in 2021. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It, it's seemingly inaccessible, but it is still accessible. Remember a, a few things. And I'm just going to rattle these off in no specific order. Remember that just because you don't get it the first time around, you're not broken. The Bible was written in ancient languages, in Greek, Aramaic, and Hebrew, and I don't know any words from any of those languages, <laughs> unless I'm reading them off to my off my sermon script while I'm preaching. Shabbat shalom. Better. There hey, we go. There um, go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know none of them, except for the famous ones. So, so take it easy. You're not broken if you don't get it right away. Uh, there's lots of the Bible. Scott, there's lots of the Bible we don't even get. Yeah, and, I feel uh, like there, it, which is the, honestly, it's the best part of still engaging with scripture. It's like, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, you're you, always learning. Fresh revelation. Fresh yeah, revelation. and it takes, it takes a number of passes before something clicks. And 
um, we already established the fact, but like the Bible is living and active, Hebrews 4. So we can, we can actually trust it to breathe new life into us as we come back to the scriptures. So you're not broken if you don't get it. The, the second thing I would say is like, read the Bible with people. We've already like kind of hit this a few times, but like literally I would not read the Bible if I wasn't reading it with people. Maybe that's a personal thing, but I think there's something to be said about how in ancient times and in Jesus day, when you heard the scriptures taught, it was in a group setting. I think there's something to be said about the Pentateuch and the first five books of the Bible being oral tradition that Moses penned way after it happened. Uh, I'm not trying to say like play the telephone game with scripture and if it gets changed, no big deal. But <laughs> what I am saying is, is read the Bible with people and, and there might be something you don't get that someone's like, oh, I always saw it this way. And you're like, oh my gosh, thank you. And vice mm-hmm. versa. The inaccessibility of scripture often is loudest and brightest when we're reading alone in our bedroom, trying to be a good Christian after we just screwed up. And then the devil's like, you don't even get this stuff. Just shut your phone <laughs> or whatever. So read it with people. And I mean, this is more personal preference. Like just find an accessible translation. Uh, I was yeah. roasting the passion earlier. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it, but like, there's nothing wrong with getting an NLT or an NIV or if you NLT. don't get it there. What do you mean there's nothing um, wrong with the NLT? That's right. There's be, nothing wrong with the NLT. Be like, get out of here. Be like Scotty. <laughs> um, yeah. Re- read a more accessible version. And if you do have like a NIV or whatever, like just compare translations. Yes. Yeah, it all totally. sounds like work be- because getting the bread and getting the manna is work. And uh, following Jesus is tons of work, but the payoff is so rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I would say, this, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, so this is just happening whether I like it or not, but uh, listening to scripture, uh, I'm not talking audiobooks. I'm actually talking like kids scripture songs. <laughs> That's been super beneficial um, for this scattered Enneagram 7, but the audiobook on your version is money, okay? You got to go for that. And then like, if I had to give like a practical step forward, man, find find a way to study scripture on your own time. There's great places that do it for super cheap. I mean, like Theosu is awesome. It's like 14 bucks a month. Great Bible teachers there. There's some great YouTube channels that I'm sure we could recommend in the the description or something like that after we can talk, but, but there are people that you can trust your own pastors, you know, probably should probably mention them too, but (laughs) trust me they're they're much better experts they are way better (laughs) and then just go buy a bunch of commentaries no i'm just kidding well but but honestly if that's what it takes if there's if there's um if it takes developing tools to read in a company with scripture to begin to develop a practice of actually engaging with scripture i say go for it like the bible is written for you but it wasn't written to you that's right. definitely, definitely not the point. case. Like we, it, it is for my life, but nothing about it had me in mind necessarily when the author wrote it down, God had it in mind. The spirit has it in mind, but yeah. Paul wasn't sitting there thinking about me. He was thinking learned, about churches I, and Corinth. And I learned that the hard way when we made all the women wear head coverings at young adults, it just did not go over <laughs> well. And I'm like, maybe this is contextual. <laughs> um, yeah, Ephesians really controversial one. marriage teaching in there too sometimes yeah. <laughs> Ephesians yeah the women have to be silent in church it's just as it's been a bone of contention I can't figure it out uh, playing but Ephesians 1 comes to mind where the Apostle Paul writes that the Holy Spirit was given to us so that the eyes of our heart could be opened so that we could know Jesus better if you're not praying before you're reading the scripture you're doing it wrong you know the Holy Spirit is there as an aid a counselor and wants to guide you into all truth so um invite the Holy spirit in as you yeah. read the scriptures. Um, yeah, that's, that's one thing for sure. I would say just open the eyes of my heart to see the truth that is found in your word. That's something I pray all the time and, and I'm praying it cause I legitimately really need the help. Okay. So let's get uh practical. We've been pretty practical so we can revisit some of the stuff too, but practically speaking. Okay. Johnny's at home. He's t- tomorrow or tonight. He's like, okay, I want to start. Where do you start? Just practically, like pro tips, habits okay. awesome. to get into reading scripture. I can be like really opinionated here. You know, there's no wrong answer. Go for it. Perfect. Yeah. Like for me personally, uh, my personality really blends well with Mark. I would for sure say start in the Gospels. You know, the whole Bible, it points to Jesus, the prophecies from, from the very beginning until Malachi. And then 
everything in Paul's letters. It's all about Jesus as King and Lord and Savior. So start in the Gospels. Um, Mark is great for me because it's 16 chapters, the shortest one. It was the first Gospel, most people think. So um, I like that everyone else just adds their details to the, to the bones that you have in Mark. He, he says words like immediately all the time, uh, immediately or straightway, or, and then we suddenly, so I like Mark. I like that. It just feels like an action sequence and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's pretty much just like bang, bang, bang. If, if you're not as fast paced or as scattered as I am, maybe you're more touchy feely, like, like pastor Scott here. You really <laughs> like to just put your head on the Lord's bosom. I would say, I would say the gospel of John is money for that. You know, it's a couple extra chapters, but the gospel of yeah. John is the basis of the book is proving the deity of Jesus, that he wasn't just some demigod or some man who did incredible feats, but he was fully God and fully man. And there's just beautiful descriptions of what Jesus came to accomplish and, and mixed with the compassionate heart of Christ to people who are in desperate need. So I always recommend Mark or John, unless you're like Jewish and, and you love Old Testament references, go, go all <laughs> Do the Matthew route. That's cool too. Um, after there, go to the book of Acts. It's just the story of where we came from. It's the beginning of the church. Um, the Old Testament and the New Testament work together to be this beautiful picture and description of Jesus. I would say that you need to fight the urge to stay in the comfortable books. I, like the gospels are comfortable books. You know, they're yeah. convicting, but they're, they're easier to understand you know, with the presupposition that Jesus is God. Um, the gospels are easy to wrap your mind around. It's not as easy to read like Joshua and their stories of conquest and mass murder and genocide. And, and God's got his stamp of approval on that envelope. It's more difficult, but I would say as a pro tip, just because it's difficult doesn't mean you need to avoid it. Just because it's hard to understand, it doesn't mean that that's your way out of, of adding that to your life because it is a part of our scriptural canon. And, and you can get revelation from Joshua just like you can from Mark. So those are those are two things I would say. I don't know. Anything go to your mind, Scott? Well, I think you're right. Reading the Bible with other people is like key. Uh, and for accountability's sake, there's, there's lots of things I don't do in life without accountability. Because yeah, like, you might get stuck oh, in Song of Solomon. I got to ask you. You back, you back in Song of Solomon? Read it four or five times. Read it four or five times. Yeah. Like, like the, but like most things, I think we're creatures of the path of least resistance. And like COVID-19 is terrible. And I've said a few times, COVID-20, bro, that's, that's been just as bad in my household. So in all things, like in all areas of health, we need accountability. It's just who we are. So develop accountability in our lives for scripture. The other thing is get out there in mediums uh, that can help you understand and that you enjoy. So like you said, there's lots of YouTube channels. Let's say you're not a, you're not a reader. Do you need to develop that? Yes, you do. Like just straight up, like you got to, you got to begin to audio develop. Bible is still okay. Just in case you're yeah, wondering, like, yeah, I don't read the Bible. Am I going to the, yes, yeah. uh, you guys, it's fine guys, but well, you don't like, you don't actually get to like the level of heaven where <laughs> I thought he was going to say something smart. And I was like, <laughs> that way. Um, no, you don't good. go to hell for audiobooks, but you definitely don't yeah. get to like, you know, <laughs> the good part. The good. Yeah. Get, yeah. To, get to uh, your audio Bible turn that thing on accountability, reading with people is money. And then finding a way to do a personal devotion. Well, uh, when yeah, I was that, in that's group, true. doing, doing soap exercises, like do I have to explain that one? Scripture. scripture observation. Applic- yeah. Observation, application, <laughs> prayer. Yeah, you guys so did app. Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did soap and, and that was good where you read the scripture and you observe, you know, whatever jumps out at you, you figure out how did you could apply it to your life and then you pray over it. I mean, yeah, it's quirky, but that's a brilliant way to read scripture. The the part of that that you miss is just context, the greater story. So what I encourage people to do is always be reading through the Bible, you know, continuously. Don't don't pick and choose books all the time, but find a way to at least every year get through the Bible. I think it works out to be like four chapters a day. So like 25 minutes out of your day, you could read the entire Bible in a year. 12 and a half minutes a day. You read it in two years. You do the arithmetic. It's not that hard. So I, I definitely say like, try to get through the Bible in a year through audiobook or through your app or Bible, but then find a way to um, just pick scriptures and 
find ways to apply those words to your life. Start in the Gospels. Go to Paul's letters. You know, a lot of a lot of people want to give Jesus all the credit and none to Paul. Um, but I think we serve Jesus and we follow Paul. You know, follow totally. me as I follow yeah. Christ. So it's important to go there too. Um, but yeah, find a way to just take the little tiny crumbs of Scripture as you're eating the whole thing and apply it to your life. Yeah, and you're saying the big picture of uh, Scripture. A great resource for that, especially when you have a baseline understanding, is go to the Bible the project. Bible project. Yeah, the, they they'll give so you an overview of an entire book, uh, all of Ephesians, all of Romans, all of the Gospel, all of John. Right, and then you can read it. You can read the Scripture, understanding. They'll give you a lot of the context, and there's still deeper context to understand. You can go deeper. You can go. You can do all those things, but they're great. I think they are absolute yeah. game changer for people trying to understand uh, the ancient world that the Bible was yeah. written, it, written for those, you, not to you. And they those do those guys great are job. huge gifts, man. Like those guys are huge gifts to the church and good on them for making it completely free. They're just videos, like you said, that really give great context. And they're, they're seminary guys. So they're not just like reading oh, it like the average Joe. You can trust them. I believe I'll, I'll put it in the description. They have an app that's a Bible and access to the videos in one app on your phone. Ah, so, no way. So as you start a book, you can hit play and it will play the video for that book and then the scriptures below. And it's a pretty accessible reading plan. So that's a great one. Uh, if you're a podcast person, well, hopefully you're a podcast person. If you're a podcast person, uh, ask NT Write anything. Yeah, that's good. Amazing, because uh, he does a good job at bringing in passage of scriptures that you may have read that you didn't understand had context for current global issues, right. and helping us understand how scripture from all of scripture applies to our lives today and to pressing questions of today. I think is a huge one as well. Uh, do you? I want to. Uh, Ryan's always got a book on the go or six books at the go that he's uh, read recently. Do you have any stuff that you would be like, these are my top few lately that just really help uh, people understand scripture or their faith in a deeper way that can be supplementary. Okay. To our I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come prepared with like when I want to recommend a book, I want to make sure, you know, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good book. And uh, sometimes you hear a lot of good stuff and you just recommend it, but I mean, not to do that the hard way. Um, so there's a lot of good authors out there. There's a lot of good writers. You know, there's John Mark Comer is just gold. I love, I love that guy's writing style. He's got great things to say, especially to the millennial generation. Mark Sayers. Mark that Sayers is, is, is probably one of my personal favorites, top three for sure, him and probably John Tyson. And, and the thing I love about all three of those guys is that um, until recently, John Mark Comer, but they're all like local church pastors who are really just trying to work this whole Christianity thing out practically themselves. And uh, it's not just thoughts, like they're working through it and they're delivering it as they go through it. So I appreciate their heart through their teaching and understanding of scripture. Um, NT Wright's great. If, if you're a bit of a hardcore, he's, he's tough to understand. He, it's running through the mud with that guy. A lot of the time it's all yeah. gold curriculum, but it's just tough. I would say for me, the, the books that I recommend the most and the first and foremost are almost always dead people, you know, people who, <laughs> who like lived life. Well, they had great things to say. They shifted the way that we think in the West. And then there was no scandals afterwards, <laughs> you know? So like C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis is amazing. Read mere Christianity. He's got some awesome things to say. He's got a, a small book called reflections on the Psalms that not a lot of people tap into, but he's got some great thoughts there on the Psalms. Scott, I think you probably love that. A.W. Tozer wrote a book called The Pursuit of God. And um, I don't know if he had an editor with that book because it's like pretty, it's a tough read as in like grammar, but like it, it's great. <laughs> it's great content. It was just like a hundred pages he wrote on a train trip from Pennsylvania to Texas, I think. Uh, G.K. Chesterton, Orthodoxy is an awesome book just for understanding not so much scripture, but Christian thought that would probably affect some of your presuppositions as you approach scripture. Yeah, That would be great. Um, and as Ryan's saying this, you know, one thing that comes to mind is, uh, especially in the last few years, I try to listen to conflicting opinions on the same thing. Like as, as much as we can, I think if we are going to be like through the lens of loving our neighbors, sharing our faith, understanding our faith and being confident in scripture, I think understanding and appreciating someone else's point of view 
on faith and scripture that may not be yours, uh, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't well thought through. And I, I think there's right. value in that. Uh, like you don't have to agree with them, but I can, I love getting through something and it's like, I'm totally not on the same page, but I have a strong appreciation for how you got there. Uh, right. And I think when we engage with scripture and we develop reading our faith, or, uh, reading the Bible and applying it to our faith, um, I, I think it's good to have multiple perspectives yeah. and uh, be okay with figuring it out and have some, have some people in your life that you trust. Because that can be a sticky process when you you can like be swept away by something. Like have some people that are your sounding board, and I think that goes yeah. back to what you're saying. Like uh, read in community, like read in with other people. Quite simply, like and bring perspectives and have discussion and and have some people that can. Uh, yeah, dude. My favorite life groups are book studies for the most part, or like uh, book clubs. I don't know what you call them in a life group setting or a small group, but I love getting to go through books with people and hearing their opinions. Um, I would say that you could find like to your point, Scott, definitely find out, you know, what you're dealing with, find out what you believe, why you believe it. That's what we're talking about now. Also find out why people believe what they believe. So I think that's what you're saying, Scott. I think you got to be careful because you can find somebody to affirm any yeah. crazy idea you have. And I got a lot of crazy ideas and, and there's, <laughs> there's some things that I've thought and I just had to say them out loud to realize how stupid they are because I just collected them over the years because I heard, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's important to process and read the community. The, the last kind of author guy I would say is go to Nikki Gumbel, Nikki Gumbel out yeah, of yeah. H2B in London. He's just such a pastor at his heart, at heart, but he's got some awesome stuff on prayer on scripture reading in particular. And it's helped me a lot. I'm surprised I didn't say it first, but Nikki Gumbel's great. He also is kind of the chair, the leader of Alpha. If you ever heard of Alpha, I don't know. Do you guys do Alpha, Scott? I don't. I think we maybe have done it at Mableview. We haven't done it at Young Adults, I don't think. Yes, yeah, Alpha's great, but Nikki Gumbel, you can definitely, definitely trust that guy. Well, huge thank you, Ryan. Huge thank you, and bringing your wisdom and insight and humor to hang out with us. <laughs> and I think where we want to land is is. If you're reading, if you're sitting here tonight listening, hey, like we love you, but you have the ability to engage with scripture on your own. There's a confidence that can come. And if and if I can help, we can help you at the young life develop practices to do that. We want to do that. And so right. if you're there tonight saying, I want to get started, I still don't quite know how, walk me through it, send us a message. Like that, it would be the honor of our lives to be able to get you into a practice of engaging with scripture for yourself. It'd be absolutely amazing. Make sure you go follow uh, Pastor Ryan Herman on Instagram. He's always got good stuff he's sending out and uh, just brilliant yes, thoughts. Join my plan. Sometimes, yeah, join, join my his plan. plan. You join, join his Bible plan if you want to. We'll throw a link down in the description. And for everybody else, thank you. Thank you again, Ryan, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Bro, it's and, been my pleasure. And for everybody else, back to the cast. Well, huge thank you to Pastor Ryan and his willingness to share his wisdom with us. And, you know, uh, doing this together and getting resource and getting intentional about engaging with scripture is going to make all the difference. And, you know, at the top of the interview, we talked about we exist in like social media evangelism culture where uh, we can supplement engaging with scripture for ourselves with just hearing whatever the latest speaker, teacher, or Christian influencer has to say about the word of God, but never actually getting to know it for ourselves. And so as we go tonight, uh, we want to uh, resource you. We want to give you some things to chew on. And Ryan did that for us. He gave us a few things. I'll review them here at the top of the, at the end of the show. Uh, but what I want to hear from our cast, what are some things, some tools uh, that have helped you uh, help make scripture more accessible or they've made you uh, be able to feel more confident in engaging with scripture uh, in your own life. What's just a few things that you've tried that have worked well? Yeah, for me, I think a lot of people have this. Uh, you, the oh, Let me try that again. The U version Bible app. Yeah. Um, and that's been really good. Like I know I've done like uh, different little mini, not, I don't want really to call them mini series, but you know, like have the, the sort of devotion topic thing where you have like a week long thing and you read like certain scriptures and stuff like that. That's been really good. Um, or even like when I've, cause I mentioned before, like I try to read like in the morning, read a Psalm in the morning or whatever. If I've forgotten to read it from my favorite Bible and when I get to work or whatever, when I have a second, I can pull up where I was and then I do that there off my phone. So 
Yeah, it's been a good. Yeah, tool that works me. good. Yeah, I, it makes it literally, literally accessible wherever you are, which yeah. is very helpful. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you can set it up so it like notifies you, like, "Hey, you haven't opened this app today. Come, mm. like, check out the word." <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah. shame me, you version app. <laughs> Just you time. don't know me. You don't know my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Um, one of the things that I that really helps me engage with scripture. So it's funny because. Uh, it was kind of mentioned like about not just taking what people preach at you or whatever all the time and actually engaging mm. personally with it. Um, but one of the resources that I really like is the, actually this podcast and it's called the Bible binge and I mm. listen to it all the time. And essentially what they do is they do like a deep dive into scripture and um, yeah, like it's cool to check out, but for example, right now they're looking at the apostles and um so they'll like do a topic they'll say so the last one i listened to was all about thomas so they do a deep dive on thomas they really look at the like the cultural time in where he lived they look at all these things and then they just chat and honestly it's so laid back it's so chill but the amount of things that i've learned from that podcast is unreal and then not only that but it makes me want to go and read the bible so it's Mm kind of neat in that way in that I'm not just taking like somebody else's word for it. It's actually making me want to go read it and be like, Hey, that sounds dope. I want to know more about Thomas. Um, So, uh, so yeah, so the Bible binge, super sick podcast. I just love podcasts in general, like in general, I just love podcasts. So, um, but then, and then, yeah, my study Bible, I always loved too, because that's, that is really important to me just personally to understand more about the bible so there's one thing to just be able to read the bible and be like oh the lord just jumped this romans verse is amazing and that just really applied to my life but then it's another thing to be able to actually study and understand it and know it and so all Mm -hmm. my bibles are study bibles i have bibles in all different versions kind of like scott Mm -hmm. i kind of used to collect them um but i love to read about the context and that's uh i don't know that's kind of like i don't know if that's a resource i think that's a resource yeah totally it works great that's awesome elliot what about you really quick yeah it's funny sorry if i was looking away someone was moving the couch (laughs) in the background (laughs) (laughs) no uh for me one of the resources i have but i haven't used is actually my brother andreas he uh he attended a master's and he finished his degree and so like downstairs he's got like just a plethora of like books and, and like devotionals and just stuff. So he's like, now that I'm done school, I want to go actually and like go exploring in those books and just see stuff that he would recommend and, and things that, cause I feel like, yeah, it's one thing that to not have an idea of what resources you can use, but when you have somebody specifically that knows and has gone through that stuff, I think it's very easier. It's much easier for me to actually go about and find things that could help me in whatever I'm going through in my life. It's true, totally. Scott. You're also one of my resources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Megan. So a few things we talked about with Ryan, just to recap for you guys, so you guys can check them out. The Bible Project. It's a website and a podcast. If like It helps give some context, like we talked about. Bible Project, if you guys know what the Bible Project is. Uh, it's like these two guys, they're these seminary guys, and they do overviews of books of the Bible for you. So they give you context. They give you uh, the temperature of the day, what they would have been thinking about. <laughs> and I find it's good before you get into like, I don't know, the book of Jude, no, Jude's a pretty easy one, but like, you know, like Chronicles, like before you get into it, it gives yeah. you some context before you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't know who any of those people are. I don't know why this matters. I don't know that stuff. Bible project is amazing. Totally free. Check them out. Uh, the other thing he mentioned was CS Lewis guys like CS Lewis uh, really help ground our thinking and perspective when talking about the gospels uh, NT Wright, He'd be more heady. He can be a little hard to drudge through, but he does have a podcast uh, where he takes uh, questions from uh, Ask NT, right? Anything about all sorts of stuff. And uh, they do a great job of pulling scripture into things that are happening today. And I think that is more needed than anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two other authors he he was suggested was John Mark Comer. Love John Mark Comer. Anything he writes is amazing. Guy named Mark Sayers. Uh, he's big into post-modern, post-Christian world and how we can connect the gospel to that uh, train of thought. Uh, and if you're looking to start somewhere, the recommendations that we gave from our interview would be starting John. John's your exciting Hollywood version. It's like bam, 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 bam of things happening in the gospels. I'm going to make myself choke. Uh, the second one is uh, 
uh, sorry, Mark is that John is the second one we recommend if you're going to start and then uh, read through acts. I think right now as church looks different and we're trying to understand where we fit acts is the birth of the church. As we know it, you want to know how the church started mm-hmm. read acts, get to know it. That's our history. It is, uh, our foundation. It's our heritage. And so get to know the book of acts and, you know, we want to help you here. If you need help engaging, uh, in the word of God, we want to do that. Uh, one thing lately that's just been on my heart and mind is that we would give people the ability to feel confident in their own faith, uh, that they don't need to wait on a figurehead, that they don't need to look to the teacher, preacher, pastor for uh, feeling confident in knowing who they are and uh, how God feels about what's happening in our world. I think we need more believers and people of faith who are able to figure out for themselves in community, but for themselves with a the confidence that they know scripture, they know God's character. Uh, they know what's happening in our world. They know how it connects. And I think that's discipleship, right? Like that's the crux of following Jesus is being people who can build and have this assuredness and a confidence that they're, they're following Jesus. And so if that's you today. Uh, I want to encourage you, uh, check out some of those resources, contact us. I would love to talk to you about how we can figure a plan or whatever it might be to get you situated and feeling confident. Uh, <coughs> we're going to steal Elliot's books. I got lots of books over here. You can borrow any ones you want if we want to uh, engage more in the gospel. Uh, but we want to encourage you tonight as we go, check some of these things out. Go back, listen to Ryan's interview. I'm going to listen to it two or three times myself anyway. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week, next Monday night at 7 p.m. on the Young Life Podca- a Podcast. That's us for now. We'll see you guys later. Peace.